Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of The Informed Catholic. Interesting, we don't have a Saturday reading for some reason. Um, we went from Sunday to... I mean, if we went from Friday to Saturday, so... Uh, so I guess we'll uh, we'll just do this reading for Sunday, fourth week of Advent. Entrance antiphon from Isaiah 45, verse 8. Drop dew, drop down dew from above, you heavens, and let the clouds rain down the just one. Let the earth be opened and bring forth a savior. Okay. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words and what I have done and what I have failed to do. Through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore, I ask Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, and all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to please pray with me and for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison. Christe eleison, Christe eleison, Christe eleison. Kyrie eleison. Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy. Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. Amen. Gratitude for God's goodness from the imitation of Christ. Lord, I call out to you for I long for your presence and I am prepared to renounce everything for love of you. You were the one who first moved me to seek you. May you be blessed, O Lord, for showing such goodness to me. Out of the abundance of your mercy, what more, O Lord, can I say in your presence? I can only, I can only humble myself before you, while always remaining mindful of my own failings. There is no one like you, O Lord, in heaven or on earth. All your works are good. Your judgments are wise and just, and by your providence, you govern the universe. All praise and glory be yours, O wisdom of the Father. Let my tongue, my soul, and all created things join together to praise and bless you. Amen. That's beautiful. That's absolutely beautiful. So, um, I just heard recently that Father Frank Provone, priest for life, was just laicized. And um, I spoke to my friend, and there's a lot we don't know. We don't know what's going on. Um, one report I read um about something about blasphemy uh supposedly that he placed a um an aborted fetus on an altar which was a form of sacrilege uh cuz nothing else is supposed to be on an altar only what is pertaining to Christ is body and blood and the holy um objects that are 
participate in the mass. Um, I, a friend said that he heard that he apologized for that. Um, but there's a lot, you know, I mean, it's sad. I don't like the fact that there, there is no appeal to, that he can't, supposedly that he cannot make an appeal. But I also heard that the um, Planned Parenthood and those who support Planned Parenthood were making a retaliation against all pro-lifers. And Father Frank Pavone, obviously, I think, may be a target of that. And the fact that this happened is amazing. I think that it happened so fast and so swift. And you have pedophile priests out there who still have not been laicized, who've been shifted and moved around. But there is a lot we don't know what's going on. It may not be the whole story, but I'm sorry that he, he gets to be laicized and someone like Father James Martin can go around untouched, unhindered and talk about homosexuality. These are the things that I'm sorry, it is scandalous, but there is, it is truth. There is a lot going around that we don't understand. There may be more to the story that we don't understand. What, what is going on? I'm sorry that he got laicized. I hope this gets cleared up. And I hope there's no surprises uh, that come out. I hope that his situation is cleared up. So anyway, let's begin uh, with our reading. Okay, Isaiah 7, chapter, Isaiah chapter 7, verse 10 to 14. Okay, the Lord spoke to Ahaz, saying, uh, this is from the book, reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. The Lord spoke to Ahaz, saying, ask for a sign from the Lord, your God. Let it be deep as the netherworld or as high as the sky. But Ahaz answered, I will not ask, I will not tempt the Lord. Then Isaiah said, Listen, O house of David, is it not enough for you to weary people? Must you also weary my God? Therefore the Lord himself will give you this sign. The virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall name him Emmanuel. One more time. The Lord spoke to Ahaz, saying, Ask for a sign from the Lord your God. Let it be deep as the other netherworld, or as high as the sky. I prefer heavens as high as the heavens. But Ahaz answered, I will not ask. I will not tempt the Lord. Then Isaiah said, Listen, O house of David, is it not enough for you to weary people? Must you also weary my God? Therefore the Lord himself will give you this sign. The virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and you shall name him Emmanuel. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Okay. So, this is very beautiful. This is the fav very famous passage. I'm glad that I noticed in the lectionary because unfortunately in the New American Bible, they decided to go um, 
with the word young maiden or young woman. Uh, the Greek says virgin, but also from what I heard, that the word itself um, uh, the word that pertains to the word virgin or young maiden, depending on how it's written in Hebrew, um, uh, how the word how the words are written, uh, open or closed, re can refer to one who receives or one and remains a virgin, and one who receives and does not remain a virgin. It's a word I'm going to look into because there's a book uh, called The Mysteries of the Messiah, and I want to look into that. It's it's very good. Um, it's one of the most beautiful prophecies, one of the most beautiful meanings, one of the most beautiful prophecies and poetic prophecies that so many songs have been written so many so much artwork has been made so many poetry has been written so many so much i mean stained glass windows paintings sculptures um song you know beautiful songs hymns have been written and it's just, it you know, there is no end to it, and there is no end to the beauty from it. It's just the the an ins, a constant inspiration to this, and it's fantastic. And let me say, it will never stop firing the imagination. It will never stop firing uh, meditation. It will never stop inspiring. It will never stop. Um, it will speak to, to the imagination of the Christian until the second coming itself. We can say that. It'll just never stop. It's fantastic. All right, let's move on from there. Psalm 24. Let the Lord enter. He is king of glory. Let the Lord enter. He is the King of glory. Let the Lord enter. He is King of glory. The Lord's are the earth and his fullness. The world and those who dwell in it. For he founded it upon the seas and established it upon the rivers. Let the Lord enter. He is King of glory. Let the Lord enter. He is King of glory. Who can ascend the mountain of the Lord? Or who may stand in his holy place? One whose hands are sinless, whose heart is clean, who desires not what is vain. Let the Lord enter. He is King of glory. Let the Lord enter. He is King of glory. He shall receive a blessing from the Lord a reward from God, his Savior. Such is the race that seek for him, that seek the face of the God of Jacob. Let the Lord enter. He is the King of glory. Let the Lord enter. He is the King of glory. 
One more time. Psalm 24. Let the Lord enter. He is the King of glory. Let the Lord enter. He is the King of glory. The Lord's are the earth and its fullness, the world and those who dwell in it. For he founded it upon the seas and established it upon the rivers. Let the Lord enter. He is King of glory. Let the Lord enter. He is King of glory. Who can ascend the mountains of the Lord or who may stand in his holy place? One whose hands are sinless, whose heart is clean, who desires not what is vain. Let the Lord enter. He is King of glory. Let the Lord enter. He is King of glory. He shall receive a blessing from the Lord, a reward from God his Savior. Such is the race that seeks for him, that seeks for the face of the God of Jacob. Let the Lord enter. He is the King of glory. Let the Lord enter. He is the King of glory. I'll read it one more time straight through. Psalm 24. Let the Lord enter. He is the King of glory. The Lord's are the earth and its fullness, the world and those who dwell in it. For he founded it upon the seas and established it upon the rivers. Who can ascend the mountain of the Lord or who may stand in his holy place? One whose hands are sinless, whose heart is clean, who desires not what is vain. He shall receive a blessing from the Lord, a reward from God, his Savior. Such is the race that seeks for him, that seeks the face of the God of Jacob. Amen. Okay, second reading is Romans. Uh, from Paul's letter to the Romans, chapter 1, verse 1 to 7. Jesus Christ, descended from David, is the Son of God. A reading from the beginning of the letter of St. Paul, Paul to the Romans. Paul, a slave of Christ, Jesus, called to be an apostle and set apart from the gospel of God, which he promised previously through all his prophets in the Holy Scriptures, the gospel about his son, descended from David, ascended to, uh, according to the flesh, but established as the Son of God in power according to the Spirit of holiness through the resurrection from the dead. Jesus Christ, our Lord, through him we have received the grace of apostleship to bring about the obedience of faith for the sake of his name among the Gentiles, among whom are you also who are called to belong to Jesus Christ, to all the beloved of God in Rome, called by the, by the called to be holy, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, one more time. The beginning of uh, the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. Paul, a slave of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle and set apart for the gospel of God, 
which he promised previously through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures, the gospel about his son, descended from David according to the flesh, but established as son of God in power according to the spirit of holiness, through resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ our Lord, through him we have received the grace of apostleship to bring about the obedience of faith for the sake of his name among all the Gentiles, among whom are you also who are called to belong to Jesus Christ, to all the, to all the beloved of God in Rome, called to be holy, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Alleluia, alleluia. The virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and you shall name him Emmanuel. It's from Matthew 1, verse 23, and the reading is from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 1, verse 18 to 24. Jesus will be born of Mary, the betrothed of Joseph, a son of David. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew. This is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. When his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they lived together, she was found with child through the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her husband, since he was a righteous man, yet unwilling to expose her to shame, decided to divorce her quietly. Such was his intention when, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary, your wife, into your home, for it is through the Holy Spirit that this child has been conceived in her. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph w awoke, he did as the, the angel of the Lord had commanded him, and he took his wife into his home. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. All right, this is interesting. So I'm going to try to read it correctly because um, this has very interesting. Um, uh, it's a book called The Mysteries of the Messiah. It's by Ra Rabbi Jason Sobel. He's the, um, he is the uh, sort of advisor on the show, The Chosen. So... Here's a passage passage here called The Messiah's Virgin Birth and Divinity. Okay, so he begins here with a quote from Isaiah 7:14. Therefore, Adonai himself will give you a sign. Therefore, the Lord will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin will conceive. When she's giving birth to a son, she will call his name Emmanuel. Isaiah 7:14. What is the spiritual significance of a virgin birth? Why is this sign 
for the Messiah. Now, Genesis 3.15, the first Messianic prophecy we uh, studied, okay, this is earlier passage, says the seed of the woman would crush the head of the serpent. This is an interesting phrase since seed, offspring, or descendant is usually associated with, with men. For example, the descendant of Abraham, Isaiah 41, 18, Jacob's descendants, Psalm 22, verse 24, and the offspring of David, Jeremiah 33, verse 22. Isaiah 7, 14 sheds further light on this by revealing that the promised seed would be born of a virgin, since the Messiah would not have a biological human father, it makes perfect sense that the Messiah is associated with the woman in Genesis 3.15. The virgin birth is spiritually significant for the Messiah, the Messiah's unique birth. Okay, uh, points to his identity as Emmanuel, God with us. The Messiah, the one born of a woman. Galatians chapter 4 verse 4 would be different than any other king in history of Israel. By looking at Isaiah 14, 7, 14, in the great context of Isaiah chapter 9, verse 5 to 6, this becomes even more evident. For to us a child is born, a son will be given to us, and the government will be upon his shoulder, his name, will be called Wonderful Counselor. The Hebrew here he gives uh, Pil Yotz, uh, Mighty God, El Gebor, my father, of uh, my father of eternity, Aviat, Aviat, or Abiat, I guess the way Hebrews might pronounce it. Prince of Peace, Sar Shalom, of the increase, increase of his government and shalom, peace, there'll be no end on the throne of David and over his kingdom. So, over here, let me read it again, this, the verse. For to us a child is born, a son will be given to us, and the government will be upon his shoulders. His name will be called Wonderful Counselor, this is when he gives here the translation in Hebrew, Pili Yotz, Mighty God, El Gibor, My Father of Eternity, Avit, Aviat, Prince of Peace, Sar Shalom, Shalom is for peace, of the increase of his government and Shalom, peace, uh, I'll read it you know, uh, fully, of the increase of his government and shalom, there'll be no end. Of the increase of his government and peace, there'll be no end. And on um, on the throne of David and over his kingdom. For centuries, Christians have applied this well-known passage from Isaiah 9 to Jesus. Jewish tradition also affirms this understanding. The Messiah will be called by eight names. Yinan. He shall flourish, tazmach, branch, peel, 
miracle, wonderful, or miracle, wonderful worker, Yoatz, counselor, Mashiach, Messiah, El, which is for God, Gebor, hero, or mighty, and Abi Ad Shalom, eternal father of peace. The majority of Jews, however, do not see the names mentioned in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 5 to 6 as prophesying a divine Messiah. The divinity of the Messiah has historically been a major point of contention between the followers of Jesus and the rabbis. There are, however, many clues seemingly hidden in Scripture that do not point to the Messiah as being divine. Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6 states, Of the increase of his government and shalom, peace, there will be no end. The Hebrew letter mim in the phrase of increase, and here he gives the, you got a Hebrew letters here, I guess for mim, is grammatically incorrect. In Hebrew, there are two ways to write the letter mim. Open, okay, a, he shows a Hebrew letter, it looks like a box, and on the, the left side is slightly open in the bottom. It's open in the bottom. And there's a closed mim, which looks like a closed box, you know, with the Hebrew, there's a Hebrew, in a Hebrew letter. The open mim give its name from its shape. There is an opening on the left side, which I just said. The open mim can be used anywhere in a Hebrew word except in the last letter. The closed letter mim, also known as the final mim, is used exclusively when the letter comes at the end of a word. Why then is the closed final mim used in the expression of the increase? Al El Merba. The rabbis teach that the letter Mim can represent a woman's womb. In the Hebrew, which is read from left to right, one of the biblical terms for womb, Miha, begins with the open Mim. Ruth chapter 1 verse 11. The open Mim represents an open womb. The ability for a woman to conceive in a normal way. The use of the closed mim in Isaiah 9 6 alludes to the fact that the Messiah will be conceived miraculously through a woman with a closed womb. One should not naturally be able to bear a child. This refers to a virgin spoken of in Isaiah 7.14. The two mims in the Jewish tradition also point to two great redeemers. The open mim points to Moses who came as the first redeemer and who is a type of Messiah. Deuteronomy 18 verse 18. The close or final mim is symbolic of the second Redeemer, the Messiah, who will come at the end of history 
and bring final redemption. Another reason the final mim is used in the middle of the phrase Isaiah in Isaiah 9 6, the word increase, El Mirba, okay, uh, is because the Messiah, the one born of a virgin, will complete the work of the, of the salvation of the second Redeemer at the end of time. The name of the young virgin who bore Yeshua is Mary, Miriam, in the Hebrew, which also begins with the letter Mim. Thus, the letter Mim also hints at, uh, at the name of the virgin who would bear the Messiah, whose Hebrew title Mashiach uh, likewise, likewise begins with the letter Mim. The numbers, the numbers too, allude to the identity of the Messiah as, as being the divine. The phrase, his name, Emmanuel, Isaiah 7, 14 in Hebrew, Shem Aminah, has the numeric value of 545. This is the same numeric value of the name of Adonai and the everlasting God, Shem Sheva El Alom. In Genesis 21, verse 33, and, and I am who I am, I, Asher I, in Exodus 3, 14, the number is 545 is also the numeric value of my God. You are very great. Psalm 104, verse uh, verse 1. And the kingdom belongs to Adonai, and he rules over the nations. Psalm 22, verse 29. The Messiah, Emmanuel, the name of Adonai, the everlasting God, the I Am, became incarnate in the person of Yeshua. The Messiah would be a king who would all usher in a time of peace and prosperity for the entire world. The Messiah would be both human and divine. His divine nature is clearly seen in the name inscribed to him in the in these passages. That was interesting, a little different. I know it gets confusing with all these numerotic, uh, these numeric numbers and everything, but that's not what we're focusing on. The fact that he mentions these two letters in the Hebrew alphabet, which looks like boxes, one is completely closed, you know, and the other one looks similar, but at the bottom of it is open, which refers to a virgin that will conceive not in the normal way. Now, that's very interesting. It's very, very interesting the fact that those letters are also found in the Hebrew version of the name Mary, which is Maryam. And that is a very a fascinating view of looking at it because there obviously has to be some clues, some hidden, some, some meanings. And that God gives, the, gives us. That he doesn't make it very obvious. Sometimes staring in our face, but we don't see it. And the rabbis had oral traditions that normally are not passed down to us 
in the normal uh through like what you call through just regular reading or or written down but i mean of course some of the stuff would be written down but there's there's hidden meanings there's obviously clues that god gives us and the jewish people their language the hebrew is not just something that you can just learn like you go to a public school that's why you have to have oral tradition coming to you from a rabbi and we get this also in catholic um spiritual studies you study from a master you got to imitate the master at least at one time it used to be like this religion is not something that you like you learn in a science class religion faith faith is something you have to learn by example like like Jesus in his culture, you have to imitate your rabbi, become your rabbi, learn how to tie your shoes, your shoelaces or your sandals like a rabbi, how to eat like the rabbi, how to listen like your rabbi, walk like your rabbi, drink a cup of water like your rabbi. This is where the term imitate me as I imitate Christ. And Put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Put on the helmet of salvation. The, you know, the sword of truth. Everything that you become like Jesus, you become like him. We become him. That is the whole point. Here, when we read Matthew, we see the silent Saint Joseph. And the Saint Joseph, this Saint Joseph was already a Christ-like figure in spirit. Basically, he is many ways God the Father. God the Father spoke to us through the manhood of Saint Joseph. That means Saint Joseph was in many ways reflected the beauty of God the Father in the silence of his manhood. All right, think about that. God the Father picked a man that reflected his character. That that he that God the Father saw was like him in many ways. We have not one single word out of the mouth of Saint Joseph written down, neither in Matthew or Luke, with which both mentioned him. And give us a little bit more details, more mainly about his actions, how he behaved. Did Joseph doubt Mary? No, he did not. Did he think she committed adultery? No, he did not. Why did he wanted to put her away? Not because he thought she committed a sin. It doesn't say that. It doesn't even hint at it. But why did he want to put her away? He didn't think he had a place. He believed her. When he came to discover that she was, she conceived the child through the Holy Spirit. Okay, it says that here. And for some reason, I don't know why a lot of people don't like, don't want to point this out. But it says it here. Here. This is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. 
when his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found with child through the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her husband, since he was a righteous man, yet unwilling to expose her to shame, decided to divorce her quietly. Such was his intention, when, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary, your wife, into your home, for it is through the Holy Spirit that this child has been conceived in her. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. So, was there any hint, anything at all, that gave us the idea that Joseph thought she was unclean, that she, anywhere that she did it, that she was a, 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 loose, a loose young woman. No, there's nothing like that. There's no hint of it. He loved her and he believed her from the beginning. He just didn't know if he was to be part of this. That he was worthy, I think. Remember, he was a righteous man. So his thoughts were righteous. Not righteous in a proud manner. Righteous in a sense that he can see truth and holiness. That she didn't even have to tell him. Or even had to defend herself. That he believed her. For some reason, I don't know why. In films and movies, we always tend to want to go to the worst thought in Joseph's mind, which I think is an insult to St. Joseph. If he was a righteous man, that means he was holy and that God looked at him and God the Father saw himself in him, which also would mean if the uh, I and the Father are one of the same, that he saw Christ in St. Joseph. His son. And that the whole and therefore remember Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Joseph only needed a confirmation that he is to be part of this. Doesn't give us all the details, the words, because it doesn't have to. We the readers, we the listeners should already know this about him. She didn't have to defend herself. She didn't have to even speak up to convince him. I didn't do anything wrong. Now, of course, what about her parents? Her parents probably believed her. We don't hear anything. Doesn't tell us what her father and mother were, were, were had to say. And doesn't give us all the details because we don't need to hear all the details. But the but the confirmation that she is truly holy. He knew when he looked at her. He, he looked into her eyes. She was telling him the truth. He didn't need to hear anything else. It's just that Adonai, the Lord, hasn't spoken to me. He hasn't told me anything. So, if he probably said, 
if the Lord doesn't give me a sign, doesn't talk to me, then maybe I am not to be part of this. But I, but maybe he said, I will pray that God, that, that the Lord will, that the mighty one, Hashem, the holy name, would speak to me, would give me some confirmation I'm to be part of this, Mary. But if I don't get a sign, I am not worthy to be part of this. These are the kind of thoughts I think he must have said. I mean, I'm assuming it. This is taken with a grain of salt, but this is how I would picture it. This is how I would picture it. Because if, if, if the, he obviously understood, you're conceiving the Messiah as a virgin, not through natural means, then why would God need me? Think about it. It makes sense. What part do I have a role to play in this? If we need, we need to be men like Saint Joseph. We need to be. We need to pray for God to give us the grace to be like Him, to think like Him, act like Him, and that God the Father will look at us and see His image and the image of His Son. And give us the power of the Holy Spirit to act like. Because a man like that was already holy. He was already holy. And as it says, I think it was Fulton Sheen who might have said this. God saw himself in the manhood of St. Joseph. And God spoke through the silent manhood of St. Joseph. That's beautiful. God bless. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, consubstantial with the Father, through him all things were made. For us men, for our salvation, he came down from heaven. And by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried and rose again on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, and who with the Father and the Son has is adored and glorified he has spoken through the prophets i believe in one holy catholic and apostolic church i confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins i look forward to the resurrection of the dead and life of the world to come amen hail mary full of grace the lord is with thee blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb jesus holy mary mother of god Pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, 
Pray for us sinners, now, yet over our death. Amen. St. Michael, Archangel of God, defend us in the day of battle. Be our protection against the wild and wicked attacks of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And now, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the divine power of God, cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits who prowl the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. Okay, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, now and forever. Amen.